Think Big, Do Good. Well, this is the second installment of this series with the Missouri Farm Bureau, and we have a special guest joining us here this month, and we are joined by Rob Sharkey. Rob, of course, is a host across many platforms, uh, a farmer out of Illinois, and just an all-around pretty nice guy, for the most part, that wow. we're really tickled to have the chance to sit down and visit with. And Rob, thank you. It's so good to see you. So, yeah, I can't say how much it means to be here. I'm thrilled. Yes. <laughs> it's uh, one of those things. Rob and I worked together uh, during my time at RFD TV because he has a TV show mm -hmm. on RFD TV, as well as a radio program on Rural Radio Series XM 147. And you were the guest speaker, keynote speaker at the Young Farmers and Ranchers Conference here during the month of February. And first of all, kudos to you. You did an excellent job and your message was really on point. I yeah. think a lot of folks really not only enjoyed hearing your message, but also needed to hear the message that you shared. So we'll get into well, that in a little bit. you kind of have to say that because we're sitting right here. Oh, no, I'd say it anyway. <laughs> I truly do mean it. I truly do mean it. You did an excellent well, job. So let's talk just a little bit. Our, our series is Think Big, Do Good. Mm -hmm. And so we're trying to uh, connect with folks who have done just that in their lives, whether it's in their career, in their personal lives, you know, and I think you kind of fit into that world because you thought beyond the farm and gone big in what you were doing as far as the media world, mm -hmm. not something you initially set out to do 25 years ago. No, not at all. The, the media just kind of snuck up on us when the, the social media was taking off. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it. We didn't know anything about radio, anything about video. But as that progressed, I mean, my wife, Emily, and I, we always looked uh, towards what felt right. Yeah. Uh, we looked for advice from people that had done stuff like this. And one thing it seemed like was a common theme was always follow the light, right? always go towards what you feel is right. Because it's awful tempting yeah. to go towards when somebody's offering you everything yeah. and it seems too good to be true. But if what we decided to do was maybe just go our own route, uh, even though it's gonna be harder, you have to learn stuff, you have to learn how to run cameras and microphone and all that. But in the end, I mean, now you've got complete control of it. So that's the way we looked at it. So when I say think big, do good, what comes to mind to you? Well, to me, it seems like, all right, if you're, if you're going to achieve something big, right, uh, then you have to turn that around and try to help others, which we have tried to do. Uh, you know, it is, it is kind of a balancing act of, you know, you, you have a lot of time, you need to focus on yourself right. as far as keeping everything busy so that you can continue to think big. A lot of people will, will hit us up for, you know, like podcasting mm -hmm. that you, you want to be a guest on our podcast. You know, then we started, you know, maybe like a rule of, well, we want you to at least have five episodes before we'll be a guest. Because right. there's so many times they'd have us on as a guest or their podcast. And that would be the only podcast they ever do. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, you know, come on. I mean, yeah. we want to help, but you got to be serious about it. Yeah. So in my mind, that's that's what I'm thinking. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, give folks, you know, the, the folks at the Young Farmers uh, Conference this week had the chance to hear some of your background. Mm -hmm. You really, I think, resonated with them because you've been through some of the highs and lows that agriculture throws at us. Mm -hmm. uh, talk just briefly about that, if you would. You know, we started off in our farming career. I worked for my dad for a couple of years mm -hmm. and then right off the bat, I wanted to start my own. Mm -hmm. So we were into hogs. And I went out and I bought a bunch of feeder pigs. Mm -hmm. I rented a bunch of buildings 
and that time-wise it couldn't have been worse mm -hmm. it was the fall of 1998 which was a record low prices so right off the bat i failed mm -hmm. right off the bat I, we were broke my dreams my hopes everything were just gone mm -hmm. so we faced a, a decision you know do we just go ahead and say this didn't work file bankruptcy and move on to get you know a, a, a town job or something like that or do we truly fight for what our dream has always been and with the loving support of my wife which i cannot underestimate i mean that's that is what got me through yeah we decided to fight and it took a long time it took seven years to pay off that debt from that one summer decision uh, but we made it through and i think it it taught us so much. I hate to say it was a good lesson because it was basically a living hell going right. through all of I'm it. I'm sure. But yeah, I remember sitting there at night one time and I'm like, you know, if I could just know that everything's going to be all right in 10 years, if I could just know that, then, then I could get through this. Mm -hmm. I look back now and I'm like, it was so good that I didn't know that. Right. Because it pushes you. It makes you, it makes you want to be a fighter. Uh -huh. And I think if you're going to be not just a farmer, but someone that's going to run their own business, you got to be a fighter. Mm -hmm. I would say that's a great lesson to learn and a lesson to share, which not is fun. No, no. <laughs> Those hard lessons are never fun, but yeah. they definitely stick with us whether we like it or not. Yeah. So you've had the chance to talk to, to farmers and ranchers across the country, uh, not only here in speaking engagements, but of course on the radio and through TV. Mm -hmm. uh, talk about the relationship that you feel like you've got with your audience and what that means to you. You know, audiences are, are different. And, you know, as my wife is trying to sell all of our products, that's that's what she struggles trying to point out mm -hmm. is that there's you know there's a different audience for the xm mm -hmm. there's a different audience for the podcast the tv and so on uh, what we like to focus on is we're trying to sell that brand is that we are actually more the person that is talking to the actual farmer mm -hmm. um, it makes our, our numbers not as big as mm -hmm. like some of the, the biggest people out there but it also holds a lot of value mm -hmm. so what we found is that overall the people that are listening to us are the actual people that are making the decisions on the farm, actually running the farm. Um, so, I mean, that's what I do. Mm -hmm. That's who I feel comfortable talking to. So it seems like a natural fit. And I also want to give you a shout out because you have not shied away from approaching some pretty difficult topics or conversations. I mean, you've had some, some guests on that folks are probably been surprised that you posted before. I, you know, we, several times things have come up guests have come up that we were going into and like this is pretty taboo to talk mm -hmm. about at the time you never talked about mental health and mm -hmm. agriculture and i remember when those first podcasts started coming out the emails came in uh people did not like it the messages over social media you're making farming look bad you're making ag look bad why are you doing this but we felt it was important because mm -hmm. it was their story and I remember a comment one time where the guy's like, why are you talking about this one stupid, there was a female farmer mm -hmm. uh, that is having, you know, a bad day and complaining about it. I'm like, this is exactly why we do this mm -hmm. because her story is just as important as any politician, as any, you know, president of a farm organization. So that's what we wanted to do, even though, yeah, it ticked off 
you know, a lot of my peers mm -hmm. and a lot of people that thought, you're not supposed to talk about this. Yeah. And, you know, the flip side is, is that, you know, you have a broad audience, you have an agriculture audience, but agriculture is not the same on every different county road. Yeah. You know, and this different stories resonate with different people. So we kind of kind of cover a lot of things. So where are you going from here? You know, think big, do good. So, I mean, you've you've done pretty big. <laughs> yeah. You know, we want to continue down the road. I mean, we've got ideas, big ideas that we want to do. I am the idea person. I throw those ideas out there. My wife's like, oh. <laughs> here we go again. Yeah, really? <laughs> But you know, you, you do, you get to a stage where you're like, okay, I want to also try to give back. Uh -huh. uh, I want to try to help other people because you get here and then you remember all the advice, all the help that people gave you. And yeah, maybe you won't ever be able to help those people back, uh, but the next person coming up. I remember when we went down to RFD, I mean, we were wide-eyed. We knew nothing about television. Mm -hmm. And we walk into a green room and here are all these people that we see all the time on air. Somebody couldn't be any nicer. I mean, you were running around, you were on air, but yet you, you stopped, you took time to talk to us. Stuff like that, I don't forget. Mm -hmm. And stuff like that, I hope to pay back. I'll never be able to pay you back for it, but maybe the next person coming up. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down and talk to us. So, you know, <laughs> you are a busy gentleman. You and Emily have a, a lot of ground to cover mm -hmm. every week. And, you know, we're coming up here on springtime. So you're getting ready to be in the, the heat of planting season, not yeah. too far away. We got a little ways to go, but nonetheless. Yeah, don't freak me out. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, how do you fit all this stuff in? I mean, you guys are covering a lot of miles, but there's still work to be done and family, of course, back home. Yeah. You know, with the farming, my oldest son has come back to the farm. Uh -huh. He's doing a great job picking up the slack of when we do stuff like this. Emily really doesn't schedule anything during the planting months or during the harvest months. Uh -huh. uh, so that helps. But, you know, we still have to do a daily XM show mm -hmm. in which, you know, I'm sitting there telling my wife when we first started this, I'm like, you don't ever stop the planter. You don't ever stop the combine. But that's when she sat me down and started doing figures in front of me. She's like, you're going to stop it because this is what it means. So uh -huh. yeah, once she puts the, the economics in front of it, uh -huh. yeah, we have to stop the combine every once in a while. You probably needed to take a break anyway. No. So no. <laughs> <laughs> well, how was the growing season this last year across Illinois, Missouri? We had a whole lot of drought yeah. across a good chunk of the state. And I know it did come carry over to some areas for you guys. It didn't dry, it didn't rain in June. Uh -huh. And uh, you know, we're pretty worried about it. Uh, but then it just turned on in July and we ended up with having the best crop we've ever had. So it, it, it gave us a fright, but uh, in the end, yeah. I, I've been through droughts, you know, I've been through 2012. It's, it was the most profitable year I ever had. Uh -huh. So that year, really freaked me out but you know after that after realizing first of all you've got no control over mm -hmm. this and second of all you know there's tools in place and there's probably going to be market rallies you can take advantage of 
it helps a nervous guy like me kind of relax. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine so. <laughs> well, before we wrap things up, I do want to address just Shark Farmer in general. Mm -hmm. uh, you talked a little bit about the, the launch of Shark Farmer way back when. Yep. Uh, your logo, I didn't realize that it tied into uh, hosting some hunters, you yeah. know, as far as that goes, the outfitters that you did. Um, give us just kind of a little brief history there, if you would. Yeah, the logo which is this, it's got the, the sharks as the antlers and uh, the deer skull. So I am a white-tailed deer outfitter. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to combine deer and sharks. And my son came up with the, the concept of this logo. I lost my son a year and a half ago mm -hmm. in a car accident. And so this, of course, I mean, it meant so much to me before. Right. And now it's just like invaluable. So that, you know, obviously the the worst part of our lives uh, to lose our son. Certain things like, uh, you know, it had to be public mm -hmm. because he went off the road in a way where you couldn't see the car. Mm -hmm. So we couldn't find him and we had to put it out on mm -hmm. social media to help, to help find the car in the accident. And so bad enough losing your son, now you've lost your son in a very public mm -hmm. way. So when you Google shark farmer, you know, it suggests things. Mm -hmm. And it's always the first suggestion, shark farmer's son, mm -hmm. what happened to shark farmer's son. It's tough to see as a dad. Yeah. But when you click on those, what comes up was a piece that was run by RFD, mm -hmm. by you. And that makes me feel good. Mm -hmm because it would hurt if I clicked on that, if anybody else clicked on that, and it was the typical AI produced mm -hmm. crap out there, but no, it was you, a very professional, very caring reporting that meant so much mm -hmm. to my wife and I. So if you ever doubt about the impact that you've made in people's life. I want you to remember, it makes it better for us, knowing that when people Google our name, they're probably gonna click on that, but they're gonna see a very classy, loving report on our son. I do remember that, and we were so happy that we were we were, of course, feeling your pain with you, mm -hmm. but proud that we were able to do that for you and give you guys recognition and, of course, the honor, because I know he meant, obviously, the world. And we had the chance to meet him whenever I think he'd come down to RFD a couple yeah. times. So yep. appreciate having the opportunity and thank you for your kind words. Uh, as we close, I want to circle back to the message that you had at the YFNR meeting and uh, your message to the group during your keynote address, I feel should have really resonated with a lot of folks in the room who probably attended one of the breakout sessions. Mm -hmm. And that was um, with Mr. Tucker talking about the succession planning process and not so much the paperwork that has to be done and mm -hmm. you know getting the, the details and signed on the dotted line, but more about getting that conversation going because hard times don't make a hard conversation easier. <laughs> no, uh, the legalese and the paperwork is probably the easy part. Mm -hmm. It's the expensive part yeah. because you generally have to get counsel yeah. to do it. But that's that's the easy part. 
actually coming down with how to make it fair. And the speech I gave last night, I didn't see Mr. Mm -hmm. Tucker's, but the one I did purposely avoided siblings mm -hmm. because I, I could have talked for four hours <laughs> yeah. on all the, the ways that that could go. But what I tried to focus on was strictly, there needs to be a conversation between whatever child wants to come back and whatever parent is allowing them to come back to where the kid has to say, I want to come back. And the parents have to say, we want you to come back. To me, that's paramount, the first step. And there's so many times where that does not get done. Mm -hmm. It didn't get done when I came back with my dad. Mm -hmm. It was just assumed, you know, and maybe we said something in passing as we're sorting hogs or something right. like that. But I think it would have made uh, the relationship of the farm a lot better. Mm -hmm. We, I, my oldest son has come back and I did do it again. Mm -hmm. um, when we lost Ian, I asked my oldest son to come back that night. Definitely not the way to do it, but mm -hmm. it was emotionally, that's why I made that decision. Mm -hmm. uh, we've had the discussion since, um, and luckily I want him back and yeah. he wants to come back. So to me, that's a starting point. Yeah. And then you go into all these other things as long as they're positive, I think the questions are good. Yeah. The kids are going to have major concerns because they are devoting their life to this farm. Yeah. The parents are going to have major concerns because they spent their life building this thing. They don't want to just hand it over to someone that's not serious about it. So getting those things out to me is paramount. Then you let the, the lawyers do their thing. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, before we wrap things up, give us kind of uh, last minute suggestions, ideas, thoughts. Anybody that would kind of like to maybe follow in your path, follow in your footsteps, whether it's taking into social media, whether it's taking on uh, a keynote speaker role or just, mm -hmm. you know, bringing the farm back from some real rough times. Yeah. Well, as far as the social media and the speaking and all that, uh, I'll never tell anybody, you know, oh, don't follow that foolishness, right? Because who knows? Yeah. Uh, you could be talking to the next whoever. Uh -huh. uh, what I would say is that make sure your farm comes first or your business or your sales company, whatever uh -huh. it is, make sure that is set. As we say, feed your own chickens first. Mm -hmm because you know what we do in entertainment what we do in reporting my god is a roller coaster so when you're at those down points and you know phone's not ringing the deals aren't coming in uh if your farm is in horrible shape yeah. uh that's the worst case scenario so if people make sure that their their farm's in good shape and they feel like they could spend the time on doing this other stuff yeah knock yourselves out Stay positive. I, you get more attention online being negative, mm -hmm. but at the same point, you're not going to get invited to a farm bureau if I'm dropping the f bomb every mm -hmm. other. My wife is the one that stopped <laughs> me from my, my original, I thought you were going to blame it on her. No, she cusses a lot. But my original podcast, I mean, we were we cussed a lot. She's uh -huh. like, "No, you cannot do this, or uh -uh. you will never, you'll never go any further than this." Yeah. So stay positive. And yeah, success will probably come. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, Rob, thank you very much. It's such a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Well, again, you've been listening to Think Big, Do Good with the Missouri Farm Bureau. We are on location at the Lake of the Ozarks with Rob Sharkey joining us this month.